Chapter Twenty Five of Memoirs of Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, Living in the Years Eighteen O Seven to Eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Florence Short. Memoirs of Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, Living in the Years Eighteen O Seven to Eight, by William Walker Jr chapter twenty five captain joseph hutter fellow of the royal society born january eleventh seventeen forty died august nineteenth eighteen sixteen joseph hutter was born at allensby in cumberland his father who was a shoemaker and farmer desiring to give his son the best education in his power sent him to a day school kept by mr wilson the clergyman of the village here young hutter acquired a knowledge of the elements of mathematics including astronomy sciences in which he attained great proficiency in after life when quite a boy hutter gave indications of an original mind combined with great industry and unwearied patience having fallen in with a treatise by mungo murray on shipbuilding he was so pleased with its clear directions that he set to work and succeeded after immense labor and ingenuity in making a model of a seventy-four gun ship with ribs planks and bolts complete when engaged in herding his father's cows he used to carry out into the country a desk of his own manufacture employing his time in reading and mathematical drawing and calculations as hutter grew up he evinced a strong bias for a seafaring life and an event occurred in seventeen fifty six which decided his future career in that year large shoals of herrings came into the thalway firth and the elder hutter took advantage of the circumstance to trade in conjunction with the herring fishery company while his son took his place with others in the boats and soon displayed so much skill and ability in their management that he became noted among his fellows for superiority of knowledge in nautical matters young hutter continued more or less in this new employment until his father's death in seventeen sixty two when he succeeded to a share in the fishery and at once took the command of a sloop employed in carrying the salted herrings to cork and other parts of ireland for the supply of the west india markets these voyages gave him a thorough knowledge of st george's channel convinced him of the insufficiency of the charts then in use and ultimately led to his making a complete survey of that sea and to the subsequent publication of his own most valuable chart in seventeen sixty eight huttard with the assistance of his uncle designed and built a vessel for himself and named it the patience every timber in it having been moulded with his own hand in this vessel he made his first voyage to north america and continued to sail in her until the year seventeen seventy one when he was induced by sir richard hotham with whom he had become acquainted to enter the east india mercantile marine in which service he continued for many years and realized a considerable independency captain hutter's scientific knowledge and high character introduced him into the trinity house as an elder brother and also into the committee of the ramsgate harbour trust and into the london and east india dock directions at the trinity house all inquiries relating to lights lighthouses and charts were chiefly referred to him while the lighthouses on hurst point were built under his superintendence and immediate direction 
on retirement from the east india company's service huttard engaged again in his favorite pursuit of shipbuilding making many practical experiments to determine the lines which consistent with stability and capacity for stowage would give to vessels the greatest velocity through the water but that which constitutes captain huttard's chief claim on the gratitude of posterity are his great improvements and inventions in the manufacture of cordage before his time nothing worthy of the name of machinery had been applied to rope-making and to him was reserved the honor of bringing the wonderful power of watts's steam-engine to bear upon this most important article of manufacture captain hutter's attention was first drawn towards the subject during a voyage from india to china through the straits of sunda where the ship he commanded was frequently compelled to anchor when the anchor was weighed the outer yarns of the cable were often found to be broken and on opening a piece of cable to find out the cause hutter's attention was forcibly drawn to the fact that rope as then manufactured bore almost the entire strain on the outer yarns of the strands from the yarns being originally of the same length and the strand in the process of twisting becoming shortened he determined to remedy this and ultimately constructed a machine which by means of what he called a register plate gave to every yarn the same strain and its proper position in the strand which was compressed through a tube into the desired form government refusing to take up this valuable invention a company was formed by huttard's friends for the manufacture of rope upon his new principle these gentlemen built a factory at limehouse which was established under the name of huttard and company captain huttard now devoted himself to the further development of this valuable invention he contrived a registering machine whereby the yarns were formed as they came out of the tar kettle the tar being kept at the temperature two hundred twelve to two hundred twenty degrees fahrenheit he found by experiment to be sufficient for the required purpose without injuring by too great heat the fibres of the rope he also constructed a laying machine which gave the same length and twist to every strand and an uniform angle and pressure to the rope or cable these improvements involved the manufacture of much beautiful machinery which was made after huttard's design and under his own personal superintendence captain huttard lived to an advanced old age and even in his last illness his disposition to inquire into causes and effects did not forsake him as his body gradually wasted away he caused himself to be weighed from time to time noting thereby the quantity of moisture which escaped by the breath and insensible perspiration he died at highbury terrace london at the age of seventy-six and was interred in a vault under st martin's church in the strand End of chapter 25